is coming up now on Established in the Faith. If Elisha had this kind of anointing, this kind of power, why didn't he use that anointing upon himself and heal himself? We don't use the anointing, ladies and gentlemen. The anointing uses us. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 13, 2 Kings chapter 13, move down if you will to verse 14, 2 Kings 13 verse 14, now Elisha was fallen sick of the sickness whereof he died, and Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And I want to continue with the subject we began last week, the death of Elisha. Elisha was somewhere around 30 years of age when Elijah cast his mantle upon him to be the next lead prophet in Israel. He sat under the tutelage of Elijah for ten years. And right before Elijah was taken up into heaven by a chariot of fire, he asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And the Lord gave it to him. And folks, I want to share this with you today. If we will ask the Lord for His Spirit and for His anointing, God will give us that for which we ask. Even Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to think about what I've just said. Jesus the Son of God, perfect in every way, came in the likeness of sinful flesh, yet was without sin, the Son of God. He needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10.38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. If Jesus Christ, ever so perfect, needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit, where does that leave you and I at today? If Jesus Christ needed the anointing of the Spirit to fulfill his ministry, you and I today need his spirit as well and Jesus said in John 14 verse 12 
Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me. How many of you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name... That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What are you asking God for? What are you asking God for? Jesus said in Luke eleven thirteen, If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Folks, because of the cross, the Holy Spirit is available to us today in a greater way than that which was given to Elisha so long ago. And God gave Elisha that for which he asked, and he performed twice the miracles as that of Elijah. And because of the cross, ladies and gentlemen, you and I today have a greater access to the Holy Spirit. In Elisha's day, the Holy Spirit could only come upon an individual for a certain period of time. Jesus told the disciples, you have the Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. The moment you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and changes you down on the inside. But it doesn't just stop there, ladies and gentlemen. God has gifts for you that He wants you to have. Gifts of the Spirit are available to us today. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is available to us today, but it is for those who ask for it. Paul said, seek earnestly for the best gift. And I'm not talking about a Black Friday special. I'm talking about something that's better than Black Friday. I'm talking about something that will move in your heart and in your soul and will move upon others so that others can be saved so that others can be touched and healed and brought to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the anointing can break the yoke. God gave Elisha what he asked for, performed twice the miracles as that of Elijah. His ministry lasted for 66 years. The Bible says in 2 Kings 13, verse 14, that Elisha was fallen sick of the sickness whereof he died. He was somewhere around 85 to 90 years of age when he died. And some would say, well, Brother James, if Elisha was so anointed, then why didn't he use that anointing upon himself? There was a man named Naaman the leper that came to Elisha. And Elisha told him to go down to the Jordan and dip himself seven times in that muddy river. 
And after the seventh time, he came up and his leprosy was gone. And the Lord moved upon Elisha to raise the dead. And if Elisha had this kind of anointing, this kind of power, why didn't he use that anointing upon himself and heal himself of the sickness whereof he died? We don't use the anointing, ladies and gentlemen. The anointing uses us. Are you hearing me? You see, this is where a lot of preachers get off base. This is where a lot of churches get off base. You don't use God. God uses us. And I'll go a little further with that. God can only use those who place their faith in Christ, who He is, and what He did at Calvary's cross, and their faith is anchored in His finished work for everything. Because the Holy Spirit will only work within the parameters of the finished work of Christ. The Holy Spirit will not work outside of that. And the Bible says in 2 Kings 13, 14, that Joash came to see him. Now, on the outset, that doesn't seem unusual, but it is unusual because the prophets waited on the kings, not the kings on the prophets. The prophets would go to the king, not the king going to the prophet. But here we see that the, the situation is reversed. This ungodly king who worshipped gold calves, came to see Elisha on his deathbed. For him to do such speaks volumes. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that he wept over his face and said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. By making this statement, we can see where this ungodly king understood the worth and the value of Elisha. He understood it. But most out here in the world, they do not understand the worth and value of the believers that are in their midst. We're the only ones, ladies and gentlemen, that are holding back the tides of darkness. The blessings that we have in this nation today is not because of our military might and power. It is not because of our educational institutions. The blessings in this nation today is not because of the leadership that's been elected into the White House. The blessings upon this nation, ladies and gentlemen, is because of the truly born-again believers that are filled with the Spirit of God, that love God and pray for God to have mercy upon this nation. That is where our strength is. That is why this nation is blessed to the extent that it is. We are the salt of the earth. Jesus said we were. 
Matthew 5, 13. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Salt is a preservative. It can stop the decaying process if there's enough of it. He that has an ear, let him hear. If you put enough salt on a piece of meat, it'll preserve it. It'll keep it from rotting and it'll make it last for months and maybe even years down the road. If you put enough salt to it. That's how they were able to do it back in the old days when they didn't have refrigerators and freezers and all this kind of stuff. When they made their journey out west to establish this country, salt was very important in preserving the meats and stuff. And salt is a great preservative today. In Leviticus chapter 2, in verse 13, God said that every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. In Jesus' day, when the fishermen would catch the fish, they'd salt that fish so that it would last in the hot sun. And so the fish wouldn't spoil. Today, manufacturers will put salt in their products to extend the shelf life. Salt slows down the decaying process. We are the salt of the earth. Our very existence in this world is what's slowing down the decaying process. Our very presence in this world is what is stopping the chaos and the downfall of society. God help this world when the rapture takes place and we are taken out. It's all going to hell, ladies and gentlemen, literally. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 6, now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he, the church, who now letteth or hinders, will let or will hinder until he be taken out of the way. That's speaking of the church. Until we be taken out of the way, then shall that wicked, the Antichrist, be revealed. The church is what's holding it together. Ladies and gentlemen. And when the church is taken out, there ain't going to be nothing but hell left. And my friend, you don't want to be here. You want to make sure your glad bags is packed. Well, what do I need to have in my bag, Brother James? You need to have Jesus Christ in your heart. You need to have the blood applied to the doorpost of your heart, ladies and gentlemen. So that when that trump sounds, you'll be called out of this world. You will not be here. When that terrible time comes, salt. Salt flavors bitterness. Think of that. Salt flavors bitterness. You can add salt to any dish and make it taste better. How many of you need a little salt? How many of you need a little salt on that? turkey this past thursday 
Salt can change the whole flavor of a dish. And the Apostle Paul said in Colossians 4 in verse 6, he said, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Colossians 4, verse 6, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. There's a lot of people out here in this world that have found themselves in some bitter situations. And God brings you into their path every day. Let your speech be seasoned with the salt of God's Word. Amen? So that you can help them in their bitter situation. Salt is used as a disinfectant, and it has healing properties. In Ezekiel 16, 4, we read where newborn babies were washed in salt. Today, wounds are washed with saline, which is a salt-water combination. Church, we're the salt. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to use us, we can bring healing to the lives of others. Another characteristic about salt, it melts the ice. It can lower the freezing point of water from 32 degrees down to 20 degrees. That's why they put salt on the roads when it's snowing and freezing weather. Drops the freezing temperature of the water. Folks, we've got some cold, hard situations going on in this country. Racism, prejudice. These are cold, hard issues in our country today, and we need some salt to melt it down. But the problem is, there's a lack of salty Christians in our country today. Like Elisha of old, we're dying. Jesus said, Matthew 5, 13, he said the salt has lost its savor. Salt is made up of sodium and chloride. If either one of these two elements are missing, you no longer have salt. And it's good for nothing. Jesus said if the salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing to be trodden under foot of men. In order to keep the salt, you've got to have the two elements of sodium and chloride. In order for you to be a salty Christian, you've got to have the Word of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which means that you, as a child of God, you need to put yourself in an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit, and you need to do it on a regular basis. What are you saying, Brother James? You need to start going to church on a regular basis. Oh, let me back it up a little bit. You you need to be going to the right church on a regular basis. A church that's preaching the cross under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's where you need to be. Elisha 
was the salt in his day. Salt was hard to come by in biblical times. They didn't have the technology to mine it out of the earth and so forth. So salt was very precious in those days. King Joash recognized the worth and the value of Elisha, wept over his face because he was dying. Church, we're dying too, and why do I say that? There are currently three types of ministry at work today in Christianity. Three types. Number one, ministry without the Holy Spirit. Ministry without the Holy Spirit. These are churches, denominations, that believe that gifts of the Spirit has passed away, passed away with the apostles, it's not available to us today. These types of churches are trying to reach people with the intellect. They try to reach people with entertainment. They bring in all this newfangled stuff and trying to grow the church by the means and the ways of the flesh because when you don't have the Spirit, the only thing you got left is flesh. And the flesh is going to reap corruption. And the end result of that is very little to nothing gets done. You get a church full of people that ain't even saved. Okay, so that's one ministry that is at work in this nation today. The second work of ministry that's going on, been going on for a long time, that's the shysters. People who say they have the anointing of the Spirit and may have once had the anointing of the Spirit, but they've allowed the love of money to creep in, and their whole thing is all about the money, money gospel. And what happens is the true meaning of the gospel gets lost in that type of ministry, and you got people going to church to get stuff instead of going to church to get saved and closer to God. Are you hearing me today? Mm. And then you have the few who truly love God. These are those who are trying to present the gospel of Jesus Christ the best way they know how. The number is few, ladies and gentlemen, but it carries a lot of weight in heaven. In Leviticus 26, verse 8, it's one of those obscure passages in the Bible that a lot of people don't understand, but it's very important. Leviticus 26, verse 8, Moses said, Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemy shall fall before you by the sword. Going up from this earth is a constant flow of profanity, blasphemy, and unbelief. It leaves this earth from the hearts of sinful men and goes into the spirit world. And folks, it ain't nothing but worshiping Satan and praising Satan. A constant flow of this evil is going up into the spirit world. But the praises of five believers 
Are you getting this? The praises of five believers can counsel out the blasphemy of a hundred unbelievers. Do you get that? The praises of a hundred believers can counsel out the blasphemy of 10,000 unbelievers. Church, we need to understand the importance of our prayers and our praises to God because it has an effect in the spirit world. Our prayers and praises actually overcome the spirit world of darkness. Church, we are the salt of the earth, but we're losing our savor today. Like Elisha of old, we're now the chariot of the nation. We are the horsemen thereof. We are the strength and the power of this nation, but we too are dying like Elisha of old. And only a revival is going to help us. Church, we need to pray for a revival. We need to pray for a moving of God's Spirit in our churches today. Today has been a blessing to you, and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message. Just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.